Sisters, welcome back to my sister made review at the 1999 Roswell Feed. I am here in person today with my ever patient, so patient, always patient, long suffering. It's getting worse. <laughs> it is. How is it getting worse, How's Megan? It getting worse every episode. It is. I don't know. I'm sorry. I spent the whole episode apologizing you to Megan did over this to and me. over and over again, and I don't know how to fix this. Let me stop. No, we're so close. We only have six more episodes, and then we're done. It's too many. It's too many. That's a month and a half of recording. <laughs> we got it done. All I all. was like, "Hey, Emily, what if we just watch two at a time?" And she's like, "No." We're dragging this out. And I was like, please, you're hurting me, Max. Every day you hurt me since today when I decided that was the case. All right. So, hi, my name is Megan and I should be storyboarding. My name is Emily and I should be editing our next episodes. Hang on. What? Don't you start, but instead? I do. Okay. You Go started for first. So no, I'm you, just trying to get this over You with. made your bed. Now you lie in it. We're making a <laughs> you made my bed. You made my bed and tied me down to this. I can't leave. <sighs> no, I'm out here hanging out with Megan. We've had a nice few relaxing days. Um, Molly played all of Star Wars Jedi I Survivor. Did. It was amazing. I full on sobbed through it, and Megan goes, "Guess what the best part is?" I'm like, "What?" She goes. You still have like a third of the, of the <laughs> game left to play. Emily was such a good sport because not only did she play through this whole video game in two days, but every 15, 20 minutes or so, I would say, but in the fan fiction I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's really good fan fiction. I'm very excited to read it once it's I'm written. Ex I'm excited to write it. I worked on it a little bit this morning. Good job. Have you talked about it on our Discord yet? No. You should. None of them, none of our patrons have played Patreons. <laughs> Write in, tell us, have you played Jedi Survivor? Would you be interested in my 500,000 word slow burn enemies to lovers AU? Write in, tell us. <laughs> or you can just come to the Discord. Yes. All right. So Patreon is up and off the ground. Hello to the new patrons that have joined since we last recorded. We're so happy to have you. For those of you who aren't in on the fun yet, for $3, you can come aboard on our Discord. For $7, you get the episodes early. And for $12, you get the secret Meg and Emily go through the Marvel Cinematic Universe feed. Mm-hmm. Go to the email that your Patreon is listed oh, under. I can't get you to just that. handed me your... <laughs> I asked Emily to look up something, and she just handed me her phone. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, new Patreons since we last recorded on Roswell. We have Alex Black, Brian Taylor, Kristen McDonald, Trish, Priscilla Spencer, Lime Smasher, Michael Kioski, Brett Alexander, Jackie Hensey, and... That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! We're so happy you've joined with us. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for jumping aboard our Patreon feed. I think you're going to really enjoy what we've got cooking up in store for you. But this Today. podcast is for everyone. Yeah. For free. Mm-hmm. 
exactly what the show is worth. <laughs> <laughs> so we were interested after we finish this episode, which we'll get to. This is uh, we're going to talk about today, season three, episode twelve, Chicha Changes. Uh, Meg and I have been joking about how we're the longest running Roswell podcast out there. Um, which is only kind of true. There are like other second longest running Roswell podcasts. There are other podcasts. We we were trying to look up podcasts on Spotify that were only specifically for Roswell, and so far no one has made it past season three, episode one, because everyone else looked at season three and was like, "No, thank you." But Emily's like, I know what happens in the finale. Let's keep going. And I'm like, what if we jump to the finale? And I was able to predict what happened to get us here. (laughs) So there is one podcast out there I found so far. uh, It's called This Time Around. And they go through and watch older shows like they uh, did Everwood. Uh, They've gone through all the Roswell. All the Roswell um, episodes. I actually think they might have started with Roswell. That must have been their first one. So they did all three seasons of Roswell, and then they have done, they're going through Everwood currently at this time. So I haven't listened to them, but good for, listen, it can be done, Megan. It can be done. They did it. But should it be done? (laughs) Our scientists, our scientists were so preoccupied, et cetera, et cetera. Well, do you want to talk about this episode? Yeah. They made some changes. What'd they do? What was the biggest thing that they did? They shipped Liz off to boarding school. <laughs> After literally one episode ago, we're finally like, her dad's cool with it. We're all cool with it. It's great. Her and Max can be back together. And at the end of it, she's like, mm, I don't want to be back together with Max. And she just, she leaves town to go to boarding school forever. Yeah. Yeah. And Maria. But that's our beat. What's that? What'd you... No, that's the A story. It, no, I think it was the B story. I think Maria's affair with the sheriff and record label was the A story. <gasps> oh my goodness. People, friends, Romans, countrymen. Oh, by the way. How, how often <laughs> do you think about Roman <laughs> How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Me? Rarely. I think I think about the Greeks more only because I look at the art references more that references that. Is that what you do? Yeah. Okay, great. I look at the making of Hercules art a lot for style <laughs> inspiration. That's a that's a question that's been going around social media the last few weeks. And people have been trying to figure out what's the female equivalent. And so far, my opinion is the Salem Witch Trials. Mine is Marie Antoinette. I like it. I don't think of her that much, but I'm like, I think people think... Look, I don't know what it's like in other people's brains. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of what was going through the sheriff's brains at the opening. <laughs> so we open with oh. a special performance of the Kit Shickers with guest singer Maria. And the sheriff is like, they're singing a duet together. And the sheriff is like laying his head on her shoulder and mm-hmm. like rubbing his back up against her. And I'm like... This is literally the most inappropriate he's been since the show has started. I was just like, I, listen, spoiler alert, by the end of it, he's, he's more like, uh, basically what happens is Maria gets, what's the word I'm looking for? Scoped? Scouted. She gets scouted at this. And you can tell initially that he's pretty upset about it. Like, you can tell he wanted to be scouted. Uh, and so I'm like, oh no, are we going to have to deal with a grown man and all the jealousy that that goes with that, that he's going to be jealous of a teenager. 
Uh, but it, it's not. By the end of it, he's like, hey, this is a good opportunity. You should do it. But yeah, at the beginning, I was just like, I this is the worst he's been. This is worse than season one sheriff. He should know how inappropriate this is. She is a high school student. And they're like bumping and grinding up against each other. And his son is sitting in his the audience. His high school son is watching from the audience. Pointing out very like clearly, does no one else think this is creepy? What are they doing with the sheriff's character? I don't know. He's he hasn't so been the weird. sheriff for a season and a half, and I he, get that now. I think that they decided that in season three that he never got his job back, but I swear in season two he was reinstated by the FBI. The FBI lady saw an actual alien explode a person or something like that and was like, I'll help you get your job back, and then... She never did. We proved the existence of aliens. We proved that the sheriff was telling the truth. And then just, he never got his job back. He never got his job back. Which I'm really upset about. Me too! Because oh, now we have Kyle going to school full time and working to pay the mortgage. Which a child should not have to do that. The mortgage and his grandfather's exorbitant uh, retirement home fees. That's true. That's true. And uh, remember how he and Liz were going to do an expose that shows, hey, we pay so much money to keep my grandpa in this rest home and they do not treat him well. And then Liz is like, let's make it about aliens instead. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone help Kyle's grandfather? He didn't get to come to the, the New Year's Eve special. Anyway, so Liz, even though Kyle and Max both came, Liz is complaining to Max that... To the show. At the show, mm -hmm. yeah. Liz is complaining to Max that... Isabel and Michael did not come to see Maria perform. And she's like, none of Maria's friends are here. And I'm like, three out of five are here. I think that's a fine percentage. But Isabel and Jesse are not in this episode. They're both mentioned, but they're not in it. Yeah. They're in Santa Fe for some reason, being married. He's probably making it up to her that he missed New Year's. Ugh. <laughs> Too many grown men. On top of 18-year-olds. <laughs> because we, it's a, it's officially established Maria is 18 in this episode. Yes, because she gets spotted by a talent agent. Mm -hmm. um, who is super impressed with her. Which, yeah. the actress, the actress, I believe, does all of her own singing. I believe that, you know, this is, yeah. this is her. This isn't her lip syncing or anything. So. And, like, this wasn't a trick. This wasn't a scam. They, like... Earnestly, we're like, hey, we're going to give you a record deal. Yeah, we're going to change your songs to be pop songs, but congratulations. Here's a single. Here's a record deal. And Maria's like, it's not the way I picture it. I'm like, girl, friend. See, okay. So I worked very hard to break into the animation industry. Mm -hmm. And I kind of made myself a deal to start that... I would say yes to any show that asked me for like my first, I'm like my first three or four jobs. Mm -hmm. And then after my, I want to say it was like after I started on Camp Cretaceous, mm -hmm. I started getting offers from other places. And I'm like, I'm not, now I'm going to be picky. Now I'm going to be choosy. So I like when you're first getting established, when you're first getting in, I don't think you should be picky at the start. I think you should get experience and learn wherever you start, and then once you, you know, it took me three or four years of an established career, then I started pursuing, like, specific projects I wanted and turning down shows that didn't interest me as much. Mm -hmm. 
Look at me now. Look at you now. <laughs> uh, so another one of the episodes of Lower Decks I directed comes out this week. <gasps> Season four, episode five. They titled it after I worked on it, so I don't remember <laughs> the title. All of our scripts were called TBD. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, um, this the whole the whole episode felt weird. Everyone everyone's characters have been up and down the whole time. You never know what's going on, which is really really hard to watch as a viewer because by this point you're just like. Anything could happen, and you just have to go with it because there's no set characterization. Like, Maria has always been this, I say always, but I feel like Maria has been this very steady, she's very intelligent, she understands the way the world works. I mean, coming from a single-parent home, Maria working from a very young age, like, she under, I would expect she understands how stuff works, how the world works. But then when someone comes in and says, we changed your song, and and the the scouter lady also tells her, like, hey, listen, the big executives, the record producers, they pay the bills. They get say in, in how your song sounds. But Maria's like, that's not how I wrote the song. That's not how it's supposed to feel. And the the scouter was just like, I I don't know what you want from me. Like... And here's the thing. I'm just like, Maria, one, if you're as talented as they're telling us, then you have options to go to other record labels. Or, Meg, you pointed out, why can't you compromise and say, okay, if you really want to change my music, you can change these ones, but not this one. Like, this is one I feel very strongly about, but I'm very willing to compromise on the other ones. Or, do you have a song you want me to sing? Like, they don't have to use Maria's songs. I know that's a huge pull if you can write and perform your own music, but a lot of times like you hear, oh, I'm going to mess this up, but I swear like Megan Trainer wrote, has written other songs that other singers perform. Lady Gaga wrote for a ton of different artists before she became her own solo act. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Even though I'm a director on a TV show, I take notes all the time. Mm -hmm. I will pitch ideas and people will still say no. And that's something you've got to take in a creative industry is that any creative endeavor is a team project. Mm -hmm. No solo I've never artist. heard you say that before. You've never heard me say anime. <laughs> Animation is the biggest group project that there is. But in any creative industry, you can't, like... There's no such thing as an auteur that does literally everything themselves. Yeah. Even when it comes to when you're done with your project and you want to distribute it, other people run the movie theaters that you screen your films in or other people host the websites that you do stuff at. Like, you're not creating in a vacuum. So we're, we're really ragging on Maria for her being super touchy about her art and creativity. But I think the reason most both of us are so mad at her is the fact that when she has a good day, she goes and sleeps with Michael and then the next day tells Liz, oh, we're just friends. And then tells Michael, well, we're just friends with benefits, which she did not discuss with him and just expects him to also be on the same page. Yeah, he thought they were back together, back together. And mm -hmm. she's like, no, I just slept with you because I felt good about it. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And so, like, later when she's like, oh, 
they my dream isn't a hundred percent like I pictured they want to change the song that they're paying me to record and Michael's like why are you here and she's like I just need to talk to someone he's like no I'm not that person for you anymore. We are we are no longer connected. And do you know what? Michael had such a backbone in this episode. He did. Both up against Maria and against Max. Michael and Kyle, best characters. Best characters on the whole show. And I do not include Liz in that only because she has not been on screen hardly at all for the whole season. Yeah. Season three, Liz is bad. I think Liz died at the end of season two and they replaced her with someone else. <laughs> um, but... Emily, how did the Maria storyline end? What did she decide to do? She decides to stay. I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what, <laughs> listeners? It was not clear. I don't know what Maria decided at the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm sitting here racking my brain trying to be like, what? Because she talks to Liz. We'll get into Liz's storyline. But she talks to Liz on a park bench. And then we don't see her final decision because the the very back percentage of the episode is taken up by Liz's big decision. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see what happens next week with Maria. And I'm going to jump in here and say, yes, we're definitely ragging on this. Season three is not good. I am having a good time watching it with Megan. But it is a not good season. <laughs> I'm straight up not having a good time. <laughs> and I will say, I think this, we've always gone on about like the actors are giving it all they've got. The actors are doing really, really well. This episode, people were just phoning it in. People were just very straight faced, dull voice, monotoning into the camera. It was kind of boring. Even like this big, exciting there's alien shenanigans again. <laughs> There's a bit where the subtitle said explosion, and Emily's like, there was no explosion. <laughs> yeah. So what is going on is Liz and her dad are finally cool as of the previous few episodes. He's like, you know, but but she's still having to be careful around Max for some reason. Like, her, she still doesn't want her dad to see him around, even though, like, they're supposedly cool. Anyways, um, she's really not feeling well at all. So when they're watching, when they're watching Maria's performance at the beginning, and, and she, she mentions that she's feeling kind of sick, that she kind of has the flu, uh, Max asks her to dance, and then she touches her plate on the table as they're leaving, <gasps> and the plate goes hot and melts. And I'm like, Liz has alien powers now. I think I was excited when I said it. Because I'm like, this this would be cool. Liz is a, an alien hybrid too. This is going to be fun. Wow. And then they picked the most boring route that they could have taken for it. That she's sick for some reason because Max healed her. That's that's the hypothesis that they, they came across. They want to be scientists. And they've just decided... They've just decided that Liz is sick because Max healed her with alien magic two years ago and now she's showing symptoms. It's, you know what, it's not like there's other hostile entities within this world that would want to hurt Liz in order to get vengeance on Max. Mm -hmm. It could have been Tess contacting her from across the universe. Liz could have been alienly poisoned. The duplicates are still in town. Like, there's so many things this could have been, but... I feel like the writers were just like, yeah, she's sick because of Max. 
And then something else I would have liked to see, because we find out that at the heart of this sickness is Liz's resentment of Max sleeping with Tess. Mm -hmm. Something that we have not heard or seen anything about throughout this whole season. Yeah. I wish her symptoms were only bad when Max was near her. You did say you wish that the symptoms would have shown up for a few episodes rather than just like, bam, here we are. Yeah, like um, like how we had a an episode of Michael struggling with his powers mm-hmm. and his emotions before he, that wasn't a storyline anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it. Okay, I'm gonna say it. It feels like they fired Sherry Appleby in this episode, mm-hmm. and that it's it's Maria's time to shine to launch her music career, and they're writing Sherry Appleby off the show. Um, because hers was kind of the phoned in acting. Yeah, which was so surprising. And I, I feel it's because Sherry was trying to act like she was feeling sick, like she was feeling ill. And I'm just like, I, I understand why she resents Max because of Tess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we didn't see that this whole season. Maybe a little bit in the first episode where she, when they're supposed to go skinny dipping, and she's like, oh, you and Tess, yeah, I mean, I mean, they had to bring that up, because that yeah. was the whole episode finale, season finale from season two, but yeah, it's just been Liz, at, just Liz being Liz, like, well, Liz hasn't even been in the season, so it's been, you can't, you can't have something that you don't have. Yeah. Uh, so, here are Liz's symptoms. She is... Um, exhibiting alien heat powers mm-hmm. and a little bit of electricity powers. She starts up a radio. She catches a book on fire. She's the Herald of Andraste. <laughs> That's a Dragon Age of Inquisition <laughs> reference that Emily's just given me a spoiler for. The green hand means you're the Herald of Andraste? That's a... You were there yesterday when I was playing this game and they said on the thing, That's what people have been calling this person. Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't got to it in my... Listen... Once you hit the point where I was at in my playthrough, I flipped off the recording switch in my brain so I wouldn't get spoilers. Right. I'm, I'm great. Did you know that I can experience a whole day and then not remember <laughs> it later on purpose? And then sometimes I also do it on accident and I'm like, crap, what was the, what notes did the supervising director get me on this sequence? Anyway, um electricity powers. Electricity powers and she starts crackling green electricity under her skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts uh, auditory processing issues. People yeah. just start talking to her and she cannot hear or understand what they're saying. And she hallucinates that her face vanishes. Mm-hmm. So she goes to a doctor and the doctor's like, are you having unprotected sex? <laughs> just kidding. This doctor was great. And, and he had a really good speech about like, are you sexually active? And she's like, doctor, no, absolutely not. He goes, well, since you are sexually active. <laughs> um, and he says something very kind that like, when you're caught up in the emotion of the moment, you may um, catch something you weren't expecting, even if it's from the person you love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they wanted the theme of this episode to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it landed very well. Yeah. It was a lot. There was a lot of. I say big things that happened. Like, Maria's storyline was big for her. And then Liz's storyline was big for her. And so it felt almost like this was two episodes. The episode could have been split into two episodes. 
I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they put everything into one. But yeah, with with Liz, she's preparing for this big Harvard interview interview that, you know, we're going to talk about <laughs> Cambridge. So she's having a conversation with her dad. And he's helping, I don't know if he's helping get her ready, but they're talking about setting up the scene. He's saying, your grades are slipping. You promised me you'd get your life back together. Mm -hmm. You have two C's. How's that going to look for your Harvard interview? Mm -hmm. And she's like, Dad, the only reason I want to go to Harvard is you put a Cambridge poster above my bed when I was six. And they both look at each other and we're like... Why, you know, if you wanted your daughter to go to Harvard, why would you put up Cambridge University in England? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe, maybe she was ornery even as a kid and was like, you want me to go here? Great. I'm going to go to Harvard instead. (laughs) And then like 20 minutes later, someone points out how beautiful Cambridge is. And for a second, I was like, in England? (laughs) And then we realized... Cambridge, Massachusetts is the Which town. Which I have been to. We have both been there. We went there for Jenny and Ted's wedding. Hey, you beautiful. two. It was beautiful. Happy everything. Happy everything. <laughs> Speaking of happy everything, Emily, do you know what happens this week? No. Tuesday. So we're recording this on, Mon- on Sunday the 24th. Tuesday the 26th of September is Crash Down Day in Roswell. (laughs) Back in season one, we found out the aliens crashed in September the 26th. That's not what happened. I told you this (laughs) ten times. And why did they celebrate Crash Down Day on the 26th? I think it's a big tourist trap of just... It happened in... (laughs) It happened in 47. Yes, I think it happened in the summer. Hold on. It did... well, Well... you know what? They should have been more internally consistent with their dates and logic. I know the episode is called Summer of 47, but they celebrate the crashdown on July, the 26th. July 1947. I think it's just a festival. Like, I think it's just a well, festival. Like how Christ was probably born in the spring. <laughs> You heard it here. Alien Christmas is this week on September the 26th. Also, listeners of our podcast will know the birthday of my elementary school science teacher and Infection Day from The Last of Us. That's what I remember, Infection Day. Yep. That's That's the only thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, I got so excited about Crash Down Day, I forgot what we were talking about before. Uh, Liz. Cambridge. Harvard. Happy everything. Okay. Liz has her interview for Harvard, and her auditory processing is just so bad. She can't register anything the interviewer is saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, Max is so excited to help Liz go to college as a huge change, because if you remember, he bodily threatened Isabel and told her he would destroy her entire life if she wanted to go to college. So she just got married instead? Ugh, Ugh. I think they could have done, listen, I say, I think they could have done, like, listen, People do what they did. I have no control over this. I totally get it. This was 20 years ago. This was 20 years ago. But I feel like it could have been so much more emotionally interesting than it was. Like, right now, they only have six episodes left. They're wrapping up a a season that took way too long to get started. Like, if this had been a first season, uh, I could give them some... Leeway. Leeway. But, like, 
this was just a poorly, I'm so sorry to whoever was in charge of this. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. It was a poorly executed season. And what are you? If only someone had rewatched <laughs> this show before deciding to do a podcast on it. I like it experiencing it in real time with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for making me make you view this, by the way. I hope I've set that in. I'm making you do an anime that you won't like. Okay. I'm going to find one you won't like okay. and we're going to watch it. It's fair. But emotionally, this is so flat. All that happens is just like what is... Like, it feels like the storyline is just like, what could happen next? Not, how will this affect our people down the road? It's more like, what's the biggest disruption that we can throw in at the moment? And it just, it's boring. It's boring stuff that they just repeat. And again, Megan, like you said, they learn the same lessons over and over again. Um, No one gets to grow in this season. No one has done any emotional growth at all. Everyone is just selfish especially max i can't oh i'm so upset about max i'm so upset about him because so max decides he's gonna magically heal liz with his alien powers so he takes michael out to the desert (gasps) to re-dig up all of the alien evidence that they buried that they hid and isn't max's dad still after him well michael says this is stupid that we're out here doing this when your dad is basically watching us all the time and Max is like, no, shut up, blah, blah, blah. I'm the king. I can do whatever I want. But at least this time, Max is actually digging stuff up with Michael and not making Michael uh, dig it up himself. Anyways, um, and then Michael's like, again, and this is stupid that we buried it in the desert. That's what safety deposit boxes are for. And again, Max is like, shut up. And then Max is like, I'm so worried about Liz and I will do anything to help her. I will even go to the FBI. No! How could they? Why would they? How could they help? An option, but because they have the alien. I don't. don't. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, because remember the end of episode season one. Season one. Torture Torture your cake and eat it too. Max is. Not even thinking straight. This is so inane. Max would never go to the FBI. I know they were trying to show, like, I'm so worried about her. Then show it. Why did you sleep with Tess? Well, hey, hey, hey now. He thought Mac, nope. He thought Liz slept with Kyle. Yeah, but that was a while before. That's true. So, okay, okay. You want to know, listeners, do you want to know why Max slept with Tess? Because Liz broke up with him. And he was now free to do what he wanted. And Tess was nice to him. And he didn't know she was manipulating him. He didn't know she was evil. So he's the victim in all of this. He is a victim. There are there are many. Listen, intent and impact <laughs> are different things. I learned that at the anti-bullying <laughs> seminar we had last month. But Nugget! Uh, Everybody listen to Nerdy Prudes Must Die. So, Liz and Max were broken up. And he believed they were broken up because Liz had been unfaithful to him while they were together. Mm -hmm. And no one told him that they weren't really sleeping together until after he 
was in a relationship with Tess and slept with Tess. So yeah, Liz is like, why did you sleep with Tess? Because you cheated on him and broke up with him. Elizabeth? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, no. I was there. I saw it happen. So shout horsing. Yeah, she can still be mad at it. She can still resent him for it. But like, it's not my fault. She grossly misinterpreted what future Max is trying to tell her. <laughs> and so we found out that we find out that Liz has been like apparently burying this from the audience all season that she's so envious of Tess. Mm-hmm. Wow, I wish we knew earlier that was the explanation for her behavior. If only she had a best friend she could confide her feelings into somewhere the audience could overhear them. If only she'd talked to Kyle about this. If only she'd talked to Maria about this. If only we, the audience, knew that this was coming. So Mm -hmm. Max takes Liz out into the desert, and he has the healing stones. Apparently, we still have the healing stones. And he's like, the translation of the book says the healing stones can amplify my powers. And he starts trying to suck the electricity out of Liz. And she's like, ow, it hurts. And he's like, it's working. I can help. And she's like, Max, stop hurting me. And he's like, I've literally tried to save your life. Because we've decided. Do you know what? How do we even know that Liz is dying? They've just decided. They've just decided. This this was another thing where, like, they, this is what the writers have decided is going to happen. And instead of showing us or giving any explanation as to how they arrived at this conclusion, they just say, this is what's happening. We're so smart. The end. This is this is obviously what is going on. Again, there's other aliens out there. There's Tess. There's Kavar. Who's they just banished Kavar? Doesn't mean like he's not still around trying to like do terrible things. You have you know there's they are anyways. Emily and I were talking about how we should rewrite all of Roswell that we don't have time. <laughs> but I would love to see how Roswell, uh, the modern day Roswell, New Mexico changes or builds on this yeah who do you think is in the show and who is not like do you think it's just everyone's back i don't do you know think... what teenagers they want no i mean like is it a sequel or is it a no it's a reboot. remake it's a reboot yeah i say uh i say everyone's in it but kyle and alex are the same character okay do you think tess is there do you think we have a sheriff do you think we have a I don't know. I'm just interested to know. Remember when we did the episode zero for this and I was like, I can confidently correctly guess the names of every character. Uh I don't think I can do that. Okay. Okay. Max is levitating Liz. In the desert. In the desert. Trying to suck the electricity out of her. And electricity's turning from green to red. So that looks like a big problem. And then she's like, you're hurting me, Max. You always hurt me. And I was like, what? No, he doesn't. And Emily's like, shh, yes, he does. He does. <laughs> I don't think so. That's okay. We could have different and opinions. Kyle cool. basically has to pull Max off of Liz to be like, hey, uh, stop. She said stop. And then Cherry Appleby says, you've always hurt me. Um, why did you sleep with Tess? That's why this is happening. And I'm like, I don't think correlation equals causation here. But after it all... He comes to see her in her bedroom, and they tearfully break up for no reason. She closes the window between them. Yep. There's there's a wall. There's rain on the window and rain on their faces. They're crying. It's sad. And then she says, Dad, send me to boarding school. She says, my life is out of control. And Megan, you pointed out something interesting where if we're following the timeline here, they're seniors in high school. We've already had New Year's. They only have four or five months of school left, 
And she wants to leave. And she wants to go to Harvard. And I'm like, your application to Harvard is due in like three weeks. Yeah. Because school acceptance letters go out in April, Mm, March, April. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's the the internal logic of this episode made it not fun to watch. Yeah. One of my one of my good friends in high school, she was high achiever. I mean, in student council, so smart, so intelligent. And when she got her acceptance letter to the college that she ended up going to, her mom sat her down and said, okay, you don't have to do any more homework. You don't have to do any more assignments. You're in. And so (laughs) my sweet, sweet friend, who's this high achieving person, as having to sit down and talk to her teachers and be like, my mom says, I don't have to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's a good attitude to have. You pointed out something while we were watching that I thought was, oh, yeah, Emily's like, do they let you into Harvard if you have a juvenile conviction record and you were in jail? Right. Because at the beginning of the season, Liz was arrested for armed robbery and sentenced to jail. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think Harvard would count that as an extracurricular. <laughs> my Maybe admissions was a white collar crime. Yeah. My admissions essay, life on the inside. <laughs> Jail in Salina, Utah. <laughs> Salina? We decide I think it's Salina. Okay. But it can be Salina. It can be whatever your little heart wants it to be. Do you know what my heart wants? What? I want this episode to be over. All right. Let's answer some listener questions. Answer some listener questions. Again, if you join our patron at the $3 level, you can come in and you can ask questions uh, from the Discord and we will answer them on the show. And so for the Roswell episodes, uh, Ranks asked a very, very excellent question. Megan. I'm listening. This is for you. I'm listening. How well is Roz? Roz bad. <laughs> Roz terrible. Roz had potential, but then Roz moved to new network and Roz squandered opportunity. Roz bad. Roz bad. <laughs> so the name of our podcast now, Roz yeah. bad. Roz bad. <laughs> Very good. Um, Ted has, has put forth, I think, something that would be fun. Uh-huh. He says, I would like you to create a bingo card for I Bet This Happens in the last six episodes. Man. And see how well you do. Okay. So, bingo card. What is that? 24 predictions and a free space in the middle? I think so. That's a lot. I will do some homework on it, and I will post that in the Discord before we record next our next Roswell episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, Tess has to come back. Okay. I would like one of us to go to the alien planet. Um, I think, man, do you know what I wish? Hmm. I wish there had been a schism at the end of season two where some of the alien kids decide to go to the planet and some of us stayed here. Mm-hmm. I wish, uh, do you know what would have been angsty and amazing? Michael chases after Tess to try and stop her. Mm. And Michael gets stranded on the alien planet. <gasps> I love Michael so much. That would have been so sad. But I recognize it's incredibly expensive to show an alien planet, which is why we've never seen it. I also would have liked to seen some of the visions that Max's son is apparently sending to him. We'll see if we can see visions. 
Liz is not going to come back till the finale, or like if it's a two-parter finale, like I'll I'll put some wiggle room in there. Uh, the sheriff will not get his job back. Someone will die permanently. Isabel's going to get pregnant. The duplicates will not come back. Maria will go to New York. That's kind of all I've got for now. I'll 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 think up some more. We'll make we'll make a bingo square. Okay. Any other Roswell-related questions on the Discord? Uh, for the questions we have... Hold on. Well, you you actually posted one. I don't know if that's cheating or not. But it says, I have a question for the podcast. This is from Megan. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> do we believe in aliens? Emily, do you believe in aliens? I... The short answer is yes. The long answer is... I don't know if it's like Star Trek aliens, but I've got to think there's life on other planets. I don't know if there's whole like... Other galaxies that, like, travel back and forth between planets and people are just avoiding us because we're the weird kids that they're just, like, don't look at them, don't invite them to the birthday parties. <laughs> I I think it's so statistically unlikely to have an M-class planet like us that if there are other aliens, uh, without interstellar travel, there's no way anyone could actually reach us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I believe there are aliens. I don't think any of them are close enough to talk to us. Yeah. That was my cat. Okay. Um, because that that got quite the quite the discussion going in the Discord. Um, but there's one more one more question I wanted to uh, I wanted to throw out that Ted threw out, which I think is a, an excellent question as well. He says, "I have a related question. If you got to learn the answer to, are there ghosts or are there aliens? But it was just a yes or no. Which would you ask? I would say ghosts." Because I don't think there's any situation in which I might become an alien, but there's a 100% chance I will die someday, so I'd like to know if ghost is a possibility for me. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd answer the same. I would want to know. I also believe in ghosts, but I would like to know for sure, yes or no. All right. What's the name of next week's episode? Next week's episode is... Oh, wait, hold on. Uh... Ted also says his answer was, I think aliens are highly likely, but ghosts super not. Why'd you bring it, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, when it comes to ghosts, uh, like, listen, I have heard multiple stories from multiple people about seeing ghosts and talking to them. And these are people that are like, I fully believe, like, I say they're not crazy. I don't I don't mean it like crazy. Anyway, the stories I have heard from family and friends who have talked and interacted with ghosts makes me believe that they're telling the truth and that there are ghosts. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to know, but I don't want to meet one. If you're a ghost, don't come talk to me. Well, it'll hurt my feelings, but I will respect <laughs> I would your talk to you. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you would exercise me in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right. All right. What is the next episode of Roswell? It is season three, episode 13. Okay, you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> Panacea. Panacea. Can you spell it for me? P-A-N-A-C-E-A. Oh, that's like a supercontinent, right? Or a super planet? Isn't that Pangea? Where does it say it? Yeah. Panacea. That's it. I'm going to... 
Google that word. All right. Oh, never mind. Uh, panacea is a solution or remedy for all difficulties or diseases. All right. They're going <laughs> to... Is Liz going to die at boarding school? <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll become a ghost. Okay. And this becomes a supernatural episode. Nope. They cancel the show before that ever happens. <laughs> My name is Megan. I got to get back to doing storyboards. My name is Emily. I'm going to get back to editing our next episode. Awesome. I believe in you. I believe in you. Ready? Ready. Break. Break.